for me, it's more going to be about intentions this year and themes. Sounds like yours is kind of similar, Charlie. Um, so, you know, as long as you have some intention of how you want to lead this year, then I think that is a really great start and you'll figure out how that will bleed into all your projects and all the decisions that you make throughout the year. Welcome to Design Life, a show about design and side projects for motivated creatives. My name's Charlie. And my name's Femke, and happy new year, everybody Woo-hoo. listening. Woohoo! We are recording this in 2019, but by the time this comes out, it will be 2020, a new decade. I can't believe it. It's so weird, but very, very exciting. In this episode today, being the first episode of 2020, we are going to talk a little bit about Charlie and I's goals for 2020. This has become a little bit of a tradition for us. I think at the start of every year, we tend to touch on, you know, a bit of a reflection of our goals from the previous year and then also what we want to be focusing on this year. We also have some exciting changes to the Design Life community that we want to be sharing on this episode. Also, we're going to talk about that in a minute, so stay tuned. But before we do, it's been a little while since we released an episode. So how are you going, Charlie? Let's have a bit of a catch up first. Yes, that sounds like a good idea. I'm going well. By the time this episode comes out, I think I will be on a plane on my way to New Zealand. Something like that, perhaps. The annual Kiwi trip. Annual Kiwi trip. Going to head there for the New Zealand summer. Spend most of January, a lot of February there too. Hanging out with my family. Uh, You know, just, yeah, spending spending some time in the sunshine over there and and catching up with people before I head off to the US for my next team retreat. So it's going to be a long trip away. So honestly, what I've been mostly doing recently has been kind of preparing for that, preparing to be away for a long time and get all my ducks in a row. Yeah, you're going away for quite a long time, which I mean, I shouldn't be surprised, really. This is very normal for you at this stage to be traveling so much. (laughs) It has become normal. Yeah. Yeah, that's super exciting, though, that you're going home to New Zealand. I am skipping New Zealand this year, but my mum actually just came over to visit us in Canada. So that was really, really nice to have her come over for a few weeks, see what our new Canada life is like. I I really warned her, like, are you sure you want to come in wintertime? It does get pretty cold here, but she insisted she wanted, like, a white Christmas. So, yeah, that was really nice. We had her over. Now we're kind of, I don't know, settling in a little bit to winter and to Canada life we're also kind of discovering like living here in this climate there's so much winter sports activity like I've never really lived in a place that really has like winter as a hardcore season I've never really lived in a place that snows Uh, so we're kind of discovering this whole new I don't know way of life in the winter Uh, so we're considering buying some skis and going skiing most weekends uh, there's like ice skating rinks in the park like two minutes from my house which is really cool so maybe we'll get some ice skates so yeah we're just kind of trying to embrace this new season that's new to us I feel like that's when you become a proper Canadian and is when you own your own skis and own your own ice skates. (laughs) Right, totally. And it was so funny because we went for a walk yesterday and we walked through the park and discovered there was an ice rink there. We were like, whoa, what? We didn't know this was here. And like people from the community were just practicing ice hockey, like like a regular normal thing. Like instead of like kicking a ball in the park, they're kicking a puck on an ice rink. Uh, And that was just like, I don't know, one of those moments where it's like, 
wow, we live in Canada now. Like this is a thing. Uh, so yeah, just adjusting to Canadian life. I love those moments. Um, I've had them recently too with living in Spain, those things that are so like quintessentially Spanish mm-hmm. that you had and you're like, wow, yep, I live here now. Like, yep. So yeah, I know what you mean by those types of moments. Yeah. Shall we talk about the change to our design life community? Yes, let's. So this is a big change going into 2020. Well, I mean, it's a big change for us on the back end. I don't think it's that much of a change uh, in terms of what we're offering in the community in general. But we've decided to switch from uh, running the community through our own system with our own like custom billing solution using Stripe and things like that to using Patreon, Mm -hmm. which is going to be a wonderfully much more simple system for us to work with. Uh, It's going to be much better for, I think, all of our community members as well. If they have any questions about billing or any issues or whatever, then there's a whole Patreon team of people who can can help support them with that. Yeah. Versus us like trying to figure things out by ourselves as a team of two. So, yeah, this is the change. When you join the community now, you will be supporting us via Patreon and that will give you access to our Slack, to all of the resources that we've always offered as part of the community and all of that. It'll just be a monthly payment through Patreon instead. Yeah. So if you want to sign up to the community and support us through Patreon, we'd really, really love that. We'll have a link to it in the show notes. And we have lowered the price. So the community used to be $9 a month and now we've lowered it to $6 a month. So, you know, as you listening know, we don't have any ads or any sponsors on our show. So the community is really a way for you to show your support for the show and help us basically cover the costs of what it takes to produce this episode. It is not free to run a podcast. So we do have some small costs associated with running the podcast and we would love your support and help. So for $6 a month, you can go over to Patreon, join the Design Life community. And the the best part about the community, in my opinion, what I really like is the, the Slack that we have, which has a lot of really motivated, really cool creative people that, you know, there's daily chatter in there of people helping each other, getting feedback on their work, talking about their goals. So that's my favorite part. And if you want to be a part of that, you can join the community. And what's great, I think, about having it on Patreon now is that if you just love the show and you want to support it and just be like, you know, a patron of this show, then you can do that. You don't have to join in the Slack or whatever if you don't want to. No one's going to force you, but yeah, we'd love to have your support over on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash design life. But like Fam said, we will link it in the show notes as well. Yay. So exciting. Yay. Okay. Well, that announcement over, shall we get into our 2020 goals? Yes, let's. Or shall we start with a reflection on the 2019 ones? We probably should. And you know, I probably. just <laughs> dug up my 2019 goals like three minutes before we started recording this because to be honest I kind of forgot what I had set and like this is a a reflection for myself is I will admit that I did not check in throughout the year track my progress or anything towards my goals and so I opened up this document that I I literally searched in Google Drive goals 2019 and found this document (laughs) that I'd written a year ago that I hadn't opened in a year Uh, and so now I'm like reflecting on what I had set as goals last year and I'm actually surprised that I achieved quite a few of the goals that I set even though I didn't consciously check in throughout the year I, I don't know maybe like I had set goals that were so well aligned with my intention of 2019 that I just kind of naturally had this focus and managed to achieve them which is kind of weird 
I think that's good. I think, I, I mean, I too can't remember any exact numbers of things that I might have said in our 2019 goals episode, so please no one hold me to anything. But for 2019, I had just had this overall theme for the year of balance. Like, that's what I was aiming for in everything I did. Yes, I remember. And so I think that helps having a, like a theme rather than, you know, meet X amount by this time or whatever because those things can be hard to remember like you said and you have to check in and be actively working towards them whereas a theme of balance gives you a lot of different options as to how you can achieve that and it's more like a mindset and a criteria you can use throughout the year to evaluate decisions so I think yeah that's what helped me anyway I know there was a lot of goals that I did say that I definitely did not achieve but (laughs) that's okay because overall the intention was there (laughs) you know I really like that you had this intention of a theme for the year and I think as I'm getting older that's becoming more important to me than individual goals and I don't really like to like I I find that I'm less and less enjoying this sort of rigorous goal setting for myself and more enjoying like what is a theme or what is an intention it's funny because a few weeks ago I was on a walk with my mum and she asked me do you have any intentions for the next year? And I was like, Oh, she used that word. That's awesome. Yeah. She actually used the word intention. And I was like, wow, nobody has really asked me that before. You know, people usually ask like, what are your goals for next year? Um, but she specifically asked me, what is my intention? And that I really had to think about it because it's not something that I've really thought about, but as I'm starting to think more about it and hearing you talk about having a theme for the year, I'm realizing that I think, I value that frame of, of thinking about how I want to plan my year as opposed to like rigorous goal setting. Cool. So well, should we shift over to 2020 then? Have you decided on an overall intention or theme or whatever that you want to have for the year? Yeah, kind of. I, I think for me, a lot of my intention for the year is really to just settle in and enjoy my new life in Canada like having moved continents uh it's a pretty big life change for me and I mean I don't know maybe you have a similar experience but like moving to a new country the first year is really hard <laughs> it's, it's really hard to settle in to make friends to kind of find your rhythm and routine and without having that as a baseline it's going to be challenging for me to like excel in other areas of my life, like work or side projects, if I don't have that like foundation. So I guess my kind of main focus for the year is to just settle in, you know, enjoy my new life in Canada. But then on top of that, I do have some, again, not really goals, but intentions for some of my side projects, particularly for my YouTube channel. Cool. I feel like 2019 for me, for those who don't know, I, I started YouTube this time last year, actually, January 2019. And I feel like 2019 for me in terms of making videos was kind of experimental, a lot of learning. I, I wasn't really sure what was going to stick, what was not going to stick, what would work, what wouldn't work. And so now that I've had a year of like, quote unquote, practice in doing that, I really want to approach 2020 with a bit more intention for my channel and a bit more, I guess, goals a little bit, not in terms of numbers, but like have a bit more of a clear uh, path as to what I want to do and achieve this year with my channel. Cool. That makes sense because I think your first year on YouTube is about figuring things out and seeing what you enjoy making, seeing what the people who are watching you enjoy watching and all of that. So yeah, that makes sense to me. What about you? What, like what's, what's been your kind of 
reflection so far on 2019 and your like do you have a theme already decided for 2020 yeah so my overall theme for 2019 like I said was balance and I think I'm going to take that again into 2020 um I don't think I achieved balance this year, but I think I tried at it and it was always this thing that was in the back of my mind and I made decisions like taking a lot of long breaks from YouTube and not publishing as much content as I would have yeah. in the past in, in, you know, in the pursuit of balance because I, I moved countries um, in 2019 as well. And like you said, your, your first year in a new country really is about getting settled and yeah, there was just, there was a lot to deal with there. And so that took up a lot of, lot of my time. Um, I think when we made our 2019 goals episode, I didn't know I would be moving countries this yep, year. Same. <laughs> so yeah, I, I planned a lot of stuff that didn't quite come to fruition. Um, but overall I'm okay with it. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like I had a good year. My main thing that I wanted to work on last year was my book. I wanted, well, I said I was going to end the year with a proposal written and a couple of chapters that hundred percent did not happen because as I learned more about the book writing process and all of that, I discovered that there was just so much more research I need to do before I get to that stage. Um, but yeah, I had a great year of focusing on that project and working on it in bits and pieces throughout the year. So that was really fun. But, um, Anyway, to answer your question, actually, yes, going into 2020, balance is going to be my intention for the year again. So to me, that means working hard and, and you know, doing my projects, but also not neglecting other areas of my life and making sure that I'm putting effort into all of the things that are important to me. And I don't think balance is ever something you can fully achieve, but that's why it is an intention, right? Like if you go into it with that goal and with the ideal to, to make things balanced, like if I work too hard one week, the next week I'm going to take more time off, make sure I'm spending time with Mark, with my friends, calling my family. Um, yeah, that's what, that's what balance means to me. And like hard question, how are you going to put this into practice? Because I feel like it's really easy to just get swept away with like, you know, exciting opportunities. And then all of a sudden you end up really busy and you're traveling a lot. Like where for you is kind of, I guess, the line where you would be like, okay, this is not helping me achieve my intention of balance. I need to make some changes. Yeah. So I feel like I've started doing this, this in 2019. So I'll be trying to continue and like ramp it up more in 2020. But for me, it means saying no a lot. So a lot of opportunities that come in my inbox, if I'm not super excited about them, I have to say no. Um, you experienced this actually with me this year where uh, you asked me to be involved with something and I was kind of like, oh, when's it, when would you need to buy? <laughs> like it really wanted to be a part of it. But then I was like, nope, like yep. stick with what you said. It, this wasn't a hell yes, I'm going to do this. Yep. So I can't do it. Um, Got to free up that space for other things. That that's partly it, but also um, making sure I'm checking in with myself and my stress levels too. Like if I'm feeling super anxious and stressed, something's got to go. You know, um, that that can't be a, a permanent state that I'm in. As I felt, I I was a lot in 2018, and definitely lots of parts of 2019 too that happened, just because of like you know moving countries and all the other stuff that comes along with it. So when that happens, it's like, okay, what can I cut out to ease this burden on me right now? Um, and yeah, there's no like hard and fast rules really. So I don't know if that helps at all, but that's been my approach with it. Yeah. I feel like 
for me, it's been a lot of trial and error, like especially in the last, I don't know, four years. You know, I've I've tried so many different side projects. I've tried so many different ways of managing those. I've tried different ways of like trying to balance life and, and side projects and work and career. And now I feel like I'm in a place where I've learned enough and experimented enough that I want to I feel like I can make good decisions this year basically Um, good and I'm trying to take a bit more of a like less is more approach be a bit more focused and go deeper into the like fewer things I want to do rather than in the past I feel like I've wanted to do so many things and maybe you can also identify a bit with this oh yeah (laughs) that like it's it's just not possible and I think it's taken me four years to kind of accept that it's not possible to do that at least in my current you know work situations and whatever that I just need to accept that and instead choose like one or two max things that I really care about and want to go deeply into rather than just trying to like continue experimenting and doing everything. Yeah, I love that. I think that's really smart. Do you have like a list written down of a few, I don't know, other like sub intentions that you have or things that you want to get done this year that that we could go through? Because I do. So just checking if that's something you want to do. No, I don't have like a list written down. I have ideas of like projects I want to do this year, personal projects okay. that kind of tie yeah. in to to the overall theme of my year, but otherwise not really. But please go ahead because I would love to hear it from you. Okay. So something that I want to do, this is actually something I've been trying to do at the end of 2019 to go into 2020, but I want to simplify processes and things like that more to, so that when I'm working on my side projects, um, overall I'm spending less time on side projects now than I did perhaps two years ago, you know? Uh, so I want to make sure that the time I'm spending on them is on the thing I love doing most and right. less of the admin side of things. So there's a lot of simplifying going on. Um, changing our community is part of that because I don't I think you might know this and I don't think our listeners might know this at all but every single month I have to work out the tax that needs to be paid <laughs> to every EU country oh, from our community members it's um, such because a of some weird like EU VAT online services rule <laughs> thing and then I have to like once a quarter pay one euro 20 to Italy for oh, our so Italian annoying. community you know yeah all of that so yes I'm really happy we're moving to Patreon because I won't have to do that anymore. So that is awesome. Um, I'm also simplifying my own Patreon a bit. I'm just having a single tier now that uh, anyone who wants wants to support my YouTube channel can join. Um, And that'll mean that any effort I put into my Patreon, I'm just putting into one bucket rather than having to think about, you know, all these different separate buckets and like, oh, what if I promise this group of people versus this group and all of that sort of thing. Another area of simplification, I suppose, is that I've started working with an editor for my videos, which has been super fun. Um, Nancy, who is, I think, still a listener of this show, and she's a like a viewer of my YouTube videos. That's how I met her. Uh, she edits my videos now, which has been awesome. She does a great job, and I can just film the footage, share the Dropbox file with her, and she'll come back with an edited video, and it just makes the whole process much more fun for me because I don't find editing the fun part unless it's like I don't know something like maybe an office tour for example or something I like editing because it's like different footage to cut together and music and things like that but when it's just a video sitting down talking to the camera I don't find that fun to edit and she does just a really good job so yeah looking for more ways I guess to simplify like that is what I'll be keeping my eyes open for in 2020. 
that is like such a smart goal I think to have or such a smart intention because it frees you up a lot of time and also a lot of mental energy so with that in mind like do you have something in mind that you want to then use that new time and energy to focus on instead like what 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 is that going to help you achieve basically is my question okay I love this question I love this question a lot okay so um two twofold really maybe threefold but two I'll talk about right now I want to make sure that next year I'm posting more videos than I did this year because this year was a very pitiful effort (laughs) in terms of my YouTube channel um I don't I mean it wasn't that bad I think it was like 30 something videos that I posted that is still a lot I know, but when I had previous years where there would be like at least 50 to 70 videos posted, um, 30 feels like, you know, much less. So I'm not committing to posting every single week, but, or anything like that, because I've realized that weekly commitments really stress me out and I don't know why, but I'm not going to try and solve that. Instead, I'm just going to optimize for the least stress and (laughs) um, yeah, go with creating when I feel like it. But I want to post more videos than I did last year. So that's partly what that time will go to is more video ideas and and filming. Uh, Another thing is working on my book. I've loved, loved getting into writing again this year, Um, working on my blog posts, writing, like just practicing the habit of writing, I suppose, for my book. Yeah. And I want to be doing a lot more research in 2020, uh, talking to people, interviewing designers at all different stages of their careers to figure out like what I need to cover essentially in the book and also learn from other designers too, because I don't know everything and I don't want the book to be like a memoir of my design career. I want it to be a guide that involves lots of different people's experiences. So that's, that's where that time is going to go to. That's awesome. I love that you have like thought this through because I think a a lot of people would just have that first intention of like I'm going to optimize so that I have more free time but then I love that you've taken it the next step and thought about okay what does that actually mean for me like how can I turn that into you know some sort of valuable output so that's cool so what about you what are some of the you mentioned some projects that you wanted to work on this year what are some of those mine is mostly around like I want to grow my YouTube more and so I I'm still kind of trying to figure out how to do that. I want to be a little bit more intentional with the, the the types of videos that I post. And so some things that I'm thinking about doing is like some mini series, for example, where it's like, cool. you know, I'm doing this series on this topic and every week for the next four weeks, there's going to be a video about it. Um, I feel like that could be a nice way to sort of get people coming back to watch more because they want to see the next video in the series. Definitely. And I've also been thinking about like, I want more ways to engage with my YouTube audience. And I I don't know if you maybe have had different experiences, but I've found it really hard through the YouTube platform to do that. Uh, It feels like kind of very one way, like I'm projecting, you know, this in this video format and then people leave comments, but that's kind of about it. I, I want like more ways to kind of interact and engage with, with my audience on YouTube. So I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what that means. Like, do I put a lot of energy into Instagram stories, for example, and like try and engage with them on that platform? Or do I start my own Patreon? Or do I, you know, sink more energy into my newsletter and try and encourage my YouTube audience to like sign up to that and engage with them in that way? I don't yet know what the answer is, but I'm trying to figure out how I can sort of engage with them more on a regular basis, not just only through when I publish a video 
That makes sense. So basically you'll say if you end 2020 feeling like you're more engaged with your audience now than you were at the start of the year, then that'd be a success. I think that that makes sense. Yeah, I think so. So far, like YouTube hasn't felt super personal to me. Like I don't see Hmm. the same people commenting, things like that. Whereas like on other platforms I've used, I kind of have almost made friends with people or like, you know, the, the same people yeah. are replying, things like that. Uh, and I haven't quite gotten that on YouTube yet. And I don't know if maybe I just haven't reached yet a critical mass or maybe I need to alter like the strategy of my content. I don't know. I'm, I'm still kind of learning, but yeah, I want to put a little bit more effort and energy into it this year to try and accomplish that. Do you have any numerical goals around YouTube? Because I think last year you set a subscriber count milestone that right away I was like, Fem, you're going to blow past that in like a couple of months. And then you did. (laughs) Yeah. So I think last year I said my goal was 2000 and my stretch goal was 5000 for the year. Right now I have 4200, I think. So I almost reached the stretch goal. I would love in 2020 to end with 10,000, which again feels like a really big stretch goal. But I also feel like this year I'm going to be a bit more intentional about my YouTube. Like last year was experimentation. Now I'm like, okay, now it's like business time, you know, serious mode. So I feel like if I really put in the effort and energy that I want to, then 10,000 could be a possibility, but we'll see. Yeah, I think it definitely could be a possibility. That's awesome. I too have a number goal for YouTube this year. Oh yeah. I didn't last year. And I think maybe that's why (laughs) it was easy for me to like, I don't know, just let it flop a little bit um, in the last year. But so I'm at 146,000 right now. Maybe it's 147. I can't remember, but, um, I would love to end the year, and this is a super stretch goal, on 200,000 subscribers. There is no reason for that number other than that it's a nice round number Mm -hmm. and saying 20K in 2020. Oh, I mean, 200K in 2020 sounds good. I don't know. But yeah, for me, that would signify that my growth has picked up again because it has slowed down. So if I reach that number, that would mean I, yeah, increased growth rates and there was putting more effort in and attracting more people to my channel. So yeah, that's my goal. I want to shift gears for just a second and do it, bring up career goals. So I'm wondering if you have any goals, like in terms of your career and work for this year. Yeah. I mean, I don't think my goals in my career are as perhaps numerically driven as my side project ones are, but I would say I want my career to continue to be my focus. It definitely was this year, which again is probably why YouTube fell by the wayside a bit because when I was moving countries and super stressed, I had to put all of my creative energy, had to go into my job. You know, there was there was no way around that. So that's something I want to keep up. So that's kind of like a, like a balance, I guess, to the YouTube goal, to producing more videos, reaching 200K, is that I want to do that while having my career still as the main focus. In general, I would love to be able to find more focus in my work days. Um, You know, just get distracted less, procrastinate less, I suppose. Keep working on building up that habit of uh, working harder and and being able to focus. So I I would say that's that's probably the goal. Yeah, that's a good good goal to have. I think for me, it's kind of similar. 2019 was quite a disruptive year for me in terms of work. Yeah, you had some big changes. Yeah, well, moving country, I also like transferred internally to another team at Uber. And that whole process pretty much took like six months. Uh, So like there was a period where I was winding down the projects I was doing in Amsterdam. And then there was a period where I was 
winding up and you know getting onboarded into my new projects and my new team in Canada and that was kind of like a six-month period where I didn't really feel like I had much output or I didn't really produce anything I didn't really have ownership over a project because I was really like in between teams Uh, so that kind of put like a big damper on my 2019 like work productivity I guess and so you know now that I'm settled in and it's 2020 I'm like okay time to get back to work time to get back to creating and really have sort of like domain ownership really lead a project and focus more on my career goals and so I've had some conversations with my manager that this year for 2020 I really want to sort of by the end of the year be in a position where I might go up for like a promotion to senior designer. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of my 2020 goal is to kind of be ready for that by the end of the year. And so I'm working on like a growth plan with my manager, uh, trying to take up like more work opportunities for like leading projects, owning domains. Uh, so yeah, we'll see. It's it's the beginning of the year. So it's the very start of this growth plan. Uh, but hopefully I can talk more about it as the year progresses on the show uh, to kind of check in with how I'm going towards that overall goal. Yes. Well, I personally definitely want to hear about that. And I'm sure a lot <laughs> of our listeners do as well. Yes. Awesome. I think that's a great goal. And it's it's cool that you're already in talks with your manager about this too. I think that's a great way to start the year with with a plan kind of already in place. It's awesome. Oh yeah, totally. I I didn't want to be in a position where it's like promotion time and I all of a sudden bring up like, hey, I want to go for senior. And she's like, what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> we never discussed this. You know, it's, it's better to bring it up early and set a plan up together. I'm doing it a year in advance, which to some might sound crazy and too long, but I really wanted to be prepared and give myself the time, especially at a company like Uber, where sometimes a project can take a year. Yeah, I I wanted to make sure that I had enough time to really grow and and lead and develop throughout that period. So I don't know, ask me at the end of the year, we'll see. I definitely will ask you at the end of the year, you can count on that. (laughs) Something else that I have on my list for this year, and one that I'm not entirely sure how I'm going to fulfill it yet, but this was kind of like my third answer to what I'm going to do with the time that I'm simplifying is I really want to become a maker. Do you know what I mean when I say that? Mm. Like people who produce like cool tools or assets for the, you know, design community or whatever. And they're spinning up new websites to promote this thing. They're putting it on product hunt. I just, I think that's really awesome when I see that happening and I think it's really cool. And I feel like that is not me and that is what I want to be. You know, I want to be able to make a thing complete the project, get it out there for people to use, whether it's a free thing, whether it's like a little um, mini product that is paid for, I don't know yet, but I want to be like a maker. I want to be able to spend time, not just on kind of the content hamster wheel of, of getting stuff out, but also on having an idea and working on it, making it, bringing it to life. Um, I feel like I'm missing that a little since I kind of got committed to regular side projects and I don't know, just yeah. even um, as we've been working together on this community change, right? Like switching it over to Patreon, there's been like new stuff to do and like mm-hmm. we're working together on it. That's super fun. And I feel like I'm missing that in general in um, my side project time is a bit of variation, I suppose. So yeah, yeah. I don't know how I'm going to fulfill this goal, but um, that's that's what I want to do next year is to be able to basically be able to say on my website, like designer writer maker you know like have that in there as one of the the adjectives um so yeah 
we'll see. We'll see what I do to actually fulfill that. Yeah, that's that's really, really cool. It's the first time I've heard you talk about that. It's really, really interesting. There's like a few people that come to mind when you talk about this that I'm like, oh yeah, that's like that person that I know online is always like releasing something, whether it's like a plugin for Figma or a library of components or something. Uh, and I've always too like looked at that and thought, wow, that's so cool. I wish I could do something like that, but I have no idea what I would do. But yeah, I'm curious to see what, like what that's going to be for you this year. That's exciting. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. And I'm looking forward to, you know, you know building more websites as part of that in, in my side project. Yeah, time. yeah, sure. So yeah, that's the thing. I also have one last thing that I've written down and that is a speaking goal. I think I've tended to talk oh, about this yes. most years where last year it was my goal to speak at conferences about design. Before that, all my speaking had been about YouTube stuff mostly. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I achieved that last year. I spoke at two conferences, gave talks about design. This year, I think I liked that. That two conferences was a good number and I would like to do that again. Got my eye on some, but nothing is planned at all yet. No, yeah. I have this. I think this is the first time I'm going into a year with absolutely no um, speaking things booked, you know, oh, for yeah. a while. So... Yeah, we'll see. But that's something I want to do is speak at at least two conferences about design. Awesome. That's so cool. Any any last things to add for you? I don't think so. Yeah. Again, I think just my like overall focus is really on my YouTube channel for this year. And again, like Mm -hmm. how that can bleed into my other content platforms, I suppose, and tie it all up into one. Because right now I really feel like my audience is different on every platform. Like my audience on Twitter is this group of people. My audience on Instagram is this, my newsletter is this. And like, they don't really talk to each other. And I kind of, it's kind of exhausting. Like I would prefer to just have like one audience almost and just have like one main message. Um, So that's kind of what I'm trying to figure out this year. And I'm hoping that YouTube can kind of be the bow, you know, or the ribbon that ties Mm. all of that together. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see if I can achieve that. I think that we should have a do an episode about running a design YouTube channel because I've been asked by a few people to make a video about it oh, um, on my channel. And I think it'd be cool for us to talk about this together on the podcast because yeah. I feel like I've got some advice I can give to you for like exactly that, um, what you're talking about. So let's make that a future episode. Let's, about? let's, let's. Cool. Um, one last thing I want to add before we close out is that I've been working my way through Sean Blanc's plan your year workbook. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've done this once before. I think it was in 2018 that I did it. I don't think I had it in 2019, but I loved it. So I don't know why I didn't do it last year. <laughs> Maybe the year wouldn't have been so chaotic if I had. <laughs> But yeah, that's been really great to work through. So I just wanted to give him a shout out. This isn't like sponsored. I have no affiliate link or anything like that, but we'll link that workbook in the show notes because it's really great to work through. He asks great questions about reflecting on your last year and then what you want to do um, for the year ahead. So yeah, that's been really useful for me. Yeah, it is a really great workbook. I think I did it in 2018 also, and I did it with my partner, Owen. So we sat down with like a glass of wine and we did it together, which was really nice. Uh, So yeah, it can be something that you do like with your significant other or on your own if you prefer. It's a good workbook. Cool. So I hope that everyone listening feels super inspired to think about their own 2020 (laughs) intentions now. Motivated. Yeah, motivated creatives. Let's go ahead and be those people that we talk about at the start of every episode. <laughs> yeah, and again, like I kind of talked about at the start, like don't feel like you need to have this excessive like 
goal setting plan uh for me it's more going to be about intentions this year and themes sounds like yours is kind of similar charlie Mm -hmm. um so you know as long as you have some intention of how you want to lead this year then i think that is a really great start and you'll figure out how that will bleed into all your projects and all the decisions that you make throughout the year exactly Remember to go ahead and check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash design life. We'll link it in the show notes. Uh, see what we've got on offer there and please sign up if, if you're able to and if, if you want to because we'd love to have your support. And you can also listen to more episodes on Design Life FM or you can search for Design Life in your favorite podcast app. Oh yeah. All right, fam. Have a good freaking year. Yeah. <laughs> Here's to 2020. See ya. Here's to 2020 indeed. Bye, fam. Bye.